This is You Can Tell Me Anything. Um, I just drove five hours down from the Bay Area, so I made it. Very excited. Uh, I made it, and I have a guest here, um, and I'm really excited for him to be here. Uh, we met in New York City. Yeah. He, You've seen him on Netflix Astronomy Club and the live Astronomy Club, <laughs> if you're an OG fan from back, uh, back on that Lloyd stage. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, it's Jonathan Braylock. What's hey, up? Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks how for are having you? me. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Um, I like to start by asking for a good confession, just like a little icebreaker right. to start on a positive note. Is right. there anything good you'd like to confess? Um, uh, yes, yeah, something good <laughs> that I've d- I I do so many good things, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I have to pick from a Rolodex of uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they call I don't you good, John. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if this is actually good, but um, <laughs> I did. I just contribute it to um bernie sanders campaign and it's the oh. first time i've ever contributed to a political oh, campaign before that's great i always think it's kind of a waste of money but um but he just won nevada right? he just won nevada yeah. and i um uh i did it a little bit before i did it before that happened but mm-hmm. i was like so i think it was it like happen. when bloomberg when like oh, when God. like when like i realized like billionaires were gonna like enter the, i was oh. like wait a minute <laughs> i was like no i'm gonna be a part of the like movement of people who like chip in a small amount of money to compete with like bloomberg i don't know i just really didn't want bloomberg to be the nominee i don't think he's going to be now no, it's, and it's all because of my small it is all donation. because of you um <laughs> no that's great because even just down to that like that idea of like oh something you never did and that you do now yeah because i think yeah i mean that's part of not whatever wherever your political beliefs lie but i think yeah. it's great when you get excited about something no matter what yeah definitely um, and bloomberg sucks and i'm not afraid to say that <laughs> i think we all agree yeah i think you're, uh, you're yeah unless you have a lot of just diehard bloom heads out there bloom heads yeah oh my what, god what would his people be called <laughs> bloomers no no that uh, sounds like underwear <laughs> burgers bloom bloomanites bloom, <laughs> bloomberger does sound like a good tasting burger bloomberger yeah no that sounds like a veggie burger no that's a that's a flower burger a hundred percent of plant-based that's a burger burger made out of like what are those flowers in hawaii those bright hibiscus 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 burger can you make a burger out of a hibiscus i don't know but i I feel like it's gonna happen now that i've said it (laughs) i've manifested that yeah that's how that works uh, you ever like do you believe in manifesting um kind not really like not 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 fully but I do think that when you train your mind towards something, um, you see that pattern more. <laughs> you see that, yeah, absolutely. You see the pattern more. Like you, you're more focused on it. You're uh, more attuned to opportunities uh-huh. that that might happen, and you might pounce on it. You know what I mean? And um, and also, if you're expressing it outwardly then other people hear about it and you're you know like I mean? so diplomatic about saying you don't believe in it it's <laughs> so funny it's like when it's like it being in la and if you don't believe in astrology you're like well i believe some people believe in this yeah um no actually, i actually just asked that because i went well i don't know if this is it's not a full story mm-hmm. and if this is not my story to tell but i went on a date with this girl who told me she manifested she had a dream where she um dreamed she had sex with a guy with a small penis a micro penis mm-hmm. and then the next day she did wow <laughs> she didn't know him like it was like like she manifested it right right she had this is the first time yeah. and, and she had dreamed okay and well, that, i don't like, know if that's a manifestation <laughs> or, a, or if that's, that's that's more prophecy right i think that's literally that's a prophetic dream that's what she had mm, she had that was like that's like um what do you call it is it not it's psychic vision yeah, that's what like she, she called it that and i was like this is extremely my shit like if you yeah. tell me you have psychic visions on a first date i right. mean I'm in. Like she saw the future. Uh, yeah. Now, see that I'm actually way more open to. Seeing the here's future. Why. Well, yes. what's the difference? Because it's time linear. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, that's my point. Is that time? Time, time is only. We perceive time as being linear, but it's not. And therefore, hmm. the idea that somebody could sense or see or get a glimpse of something that happened in their linear future makes I, I don't know how it's it already works. happened it's not actually happening later everything's yeah. happening at once is what you're saying yeah that's interesting yeah i've been trying to um understand like i i love robots and ai and mm-hmm. sci- sci-fi but um i know nothing about it right. so i like to talk as if i do but i don't right. but 
<laughs> reading <laughs> reading cursory articles about quantum yes. mechanics is like yeah that's as far as i'll go but it's right. enough where i'm like i got it and yeah, like, yeah no this is someone's life's work like there's no way i got it in 15 right, minutes no. <laughs> yeah we no, none of us understand the actual math that goes <laughs> yeah. behind all that stuff but i remember i mean i listened to i listened to like a neil degrasse tyson interview a while ago and he was talking about how science if 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 a scientist can't um explain their mm. like findings in, in the in a way that a, you know like the common person can understand then it kind of doesn't it doesn't really matter mm, and it's very important so like you know i do think we we understand at least what they're <laughs> trying to tell us what their actual math and everything that they figured out means yeah the best know? way it was explained to me and this isn't really like time travel but it kind of goes back to what you're saying about seeing the future right is um when like think about a car crash like you know almost with 100 mm-hmm. percent certainty the second before your car actually collides with a car right. that you're gonna crash it right. right but if you rewind further and further back like let's say you re- rewind to like five minutes before you right. might still be able to predict it like someone who knows yeah. the road well a driver might see like that person's on their phone this light's changing you might be like 80% right. sure. And the further you go, the less sure you are. Right. But you could still predict it. Like, let's say the five seconds before. Right. You can still predict right. with almost 100% certainty. Right. It, it, the closer you get to the the point, the convergence point, the yes. more likely it is that it'll probably happen. And you're not telling yeah. the future, but you no. kind of are. And I think yeah. with you're life. Predict, you're predicting the future to yeah. an accurate degree. And there's still a chance right. that it doesn't happen. Almost yeah. likely it will, but like, let's say act of God or I right. don't know, someone's, you know, whatever. Yeah. The earth could break into two and like a sinkhole <laughs> could happen. Yeah, it could, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I Very guess, unlikely. Yeah. But, um, but when people talk about predicting the future, I think that's like more of a concrete example. But mm-hmm. then the idea of like, oh, do you think this person's going to leave me? Do you think this right. person's going to, you know, win an Oscar? You yeah. can kind of predict these things based right. on external factors. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you can you can definitely check. It's like it's kind of like the Doctor Strange like seeing all of the oh, different yeah. in, in Avengers for all for all the Marvel uh-huh. fans. You're a big there. Marvel <laughs> Marvel fan. I, I I don't know if I'm a big Marvel fan, but I've seen all the movies. So, I feel like okay. that in in I don't know what the spectrum of Marvel uh-huh. fandom is, but I'm at the point of people who've seen all the movies that you know them all yeah i don't well, know the i never read comic books when that's I what I, I watched the whole season of astronomy club which i loved um if you guys haven't seen it definitely Thank check you. it out but like i remember when you guys were a team at ucb but i would think i watched you guys more doing improv than yeah sketch. that's what that's what we were that's we were I an mean. improv group yeah we but, did one sketch show oh really yeah, and then you're like confession. let's now <laughs> <laughs> we did one sketch show really? we were not really a sketch team really we made a digital uh uh, sketch series with comedy central gotcha and we did six sketches with them um two of those sketches were sketches we had done in the live show Hmm. um so like all in all we really only performed (laughs) like like eight sketches together like something like that um but improv i feel like especially if it's a team that knows each other well you're writing on stage yeah that's what that essentially like yeah yeah tightening and you're writing this game and you can hone it in for this but well i brought it up because you're talking about marvel and i i love that the show feels like you can really tell that there's like a lot of fandom around it but it's so it's like so sharp because it's like obviously you can you have all this ucb experience right right gets to the game and then it heightens to an absurd place right right i feel like a lot of times you watch sketch shows I won't name other ones, but mm-hmm. other sketch shows that exist where it's mm-hmm. like trying to be broad, they'll right. um, start with one premise and then they, they just hit that same one over. Right, right. But you guys like heighten to a place where you're like, no, it's weird. Right, right. And different and cool. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. that's, well, that, thank you. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I won't give away the uh, all of it, but you guys should watch it. My favorite one. You haven't given away any of it. <laughs> no, I know. I don't. I, so, I you haven't given like... away one actual thing about okay, it. I'll, because I think with stand-up, sometimes I'll be like, I love this joke. And then I try to be like, I won't say it. Uh-huh. I guess it's different for a sketch. One of my favorite ones was the um, one where you guys are talking about the like getting hit by your parents yes which i related to i wrote that one. Oh, really yeah i, I loved it because that is Thank a thing you. in asian culture as well and yes that's a thing when like we talk about like inside outside right. sometimes when you're like talking with other asian people we can like joke about yeah. it but then if a white person's like oh asian people hit their kids i'm yeah. like fuck you yeah, no yeah. Oh, yeah. i turned out great uh-huh. and then I- i'm like wait no i talk <laughs> about this in therapy all the time <laughs> truly i uh there was this um 
thing at, uh, I, I went to NYU and there was this like um, thing called Project 24 where Wait, it was you went to NYU? Yes. I did too. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I was in uh, uh, Adler, still Adler. Okay, cool. I was in writing, dramatic writing. Oh, well, there you go. Um, but uh, there was this thing called Project 24 uh, that I auditioned for and I, you had to like tell like a funny story or so. I don't uh-huh. know. There was something about like that and I talked about like getting spanked as a kid uh-huh. um, and I thought it was hilarious <laughs> and like truly and it was just to a panel of white uh, oh my God. <laughs> students my you know my age a little older than me and they were all like that's awful <laughs> and I was like what? I was like no I mean I just got sp-. and they were like you got your your dad hit you and I was like whoa when you say it like that it sounds really yeah. bad i didn't get hit i got like spanked yeah i got punished <laughs> it's different yeah, i was bad like, with no. a belt <laughs> <laughs> right like that's okay <laughs> um but yeah yeah that's that, that that sentiment fully i mean i've literally sat at the dinner table with family members especially older family members mm-hmm. and they've like recounted when they were young and they got you know whooped with like switches and like you know they had to like go to a tree and break a branch oh that's what they call it a switch <laughs> they break a branch off of a tree and then give it to their parents and they would hit yeah. them with the branch and my mom used the yardstick and i remember at one point the yardstick broke and then so there was just this broken yardstick mm-hmm. she would use <laughs> and just like every time i saw that but it, well, i think what i liked so much about it is it it's like the idea of it just feels like authentic because you're not trying to play like just to white audience or right. just to black audience. It, it feels, feels like it's funny and it's uh, from your experience. Oh, uh, yeah. Because that's why I feel like I always, with talking about that kind of stuff in comedy, it always mm-hmm. gets t- tough if it's like all white audience because yeah. then I'm like, oh, at what point are they laughing with me or right. are they laughing at me? Right. But then if you're just like, here's how I feel and then now I'm going to heighten it to a funny place, yeah. like we can all get on board and we know where you're coming from right. and you're not saying like, it has to be this like right, exactly. obviously yeah hitting is bad but also like here's where we are and it's right. cultural and it's not just like a blanket statement like right this is all you know all bad or all good yeah it's meant to make people to think but also not um like fully condemn anybody i mean yeah. it, i think it's clear that i that i was like yeah we should probably not you know <laughs> right. hit your kids like that but it was also kind of like, but you're not you know, presenting it, it for like someone to be like the shame, yeah, or, yeah, or, like yeah, that yeah. kind of exactly. judgment is yeah. not what you're looking for, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man, that's so that's so great that that. Yeah, I didn't know across. you wrote that. That's so funny. I just picked that because I was like, that was one that stuck with me. So. Oh yeah. Well, maybe I've got psychic visions. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, this podcast sort of loosely inspired by therapy. Um, so I like to ask, like, what is your experience with therapy? Do you go or do you have, have you ever Good gone? Like, um, so I have, but my experience with it, I mean, only recently. And um, uh, so m- my wife, uh, Tessa Hershey, um, went to school um, for psychology. Oh, um, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. And, and like first neuroscience and then, and then uh, psychology and um and uh so when we like i and of course i i was never i wasn't like fully averse to therapy but uh-huh. i definitely had the like no nobody that mm-hmm. in my family i knew went to therapy um and it was uh somebody going to therapy was like um oh that person's like really has like mm. trauma like real trauma like so, something like really when people bad say like oh you life. need therapy like yeah that, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that person is, yeah, it's like, you'd need therapy. Like, you're having mental breakdowns uh-huh. and you're like, or have like an extreme anger problem or um, something really tragic just happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first, my first experience with therapy was actually couples therapy because, uh, well, my, like, before we got, uh, mar- before we got engaged, we went to like couples therapy. And that I was. I think everyone should do that, by yeah. the way. I think nobody should get married before going to couples therapy. Yeah, I actually like, think that is true. Like it's like taking a driver's license test before you drive. Like yeah. You should, you should go to therapy yeah. before you commit to someone. It's also extreme. It's just extremely helpful. Even if you don't get married, it's just extremely, extremely helpful if you are like interested in being like in a long term relationship yeah. with that person. Um, I think there definitely is a stigma around it because I know sure. for sure I used to not like tell people like I, I would feel weird because it felt like, uh, oh, if you're in couples therapy, that means like you, you're not if doing well. Implies like, something's broken. Yeah, that exactly. You have to fix. Yeah. Like, oh, no, like you guys aren't doing well and you're like trying to like <laughs> resurrect something. Right. Uh-huh. As opposed to just like you do that 
you when you go you're supposed to get an annual doctor's checkup mm-hmm. and that's not because you're sick it's just right. like you should just be going and checking up on things and stuff like that so that was my first kind of like entrance into that and then i did my and then i did um therapy for myself which was interesting but it was also hard uh mm-hmm. because and i think and i think maybe it's just i i don't know if i liked my therapist or not um i was i was with him for like um several months but Mm. uh the type of therapy he was doing was i would come in and then he would just like like stare at me and then i was like and let you talk and then let me talk um but i also did i also the reason i went wasn't because i was like there are these things that i want to i just went because Tess was like, you should go to therapy. Yeah. And I told him that too. And I came in and I was <laughs> like, yeah, just so, like to be completely honest, I'm here because uh, my then fiance is uh-huh. telling me to go to therapy. And then he'd be like, why do you think she's... <laughs> and he's like, interesting. Yeah. And, like, and I was like, uh, I was like, well, she, you know, blah, blah. And then, yeah. you know. Um, but that's but that a very was, yeah. New York comedy thing too. Because yeah. I started going basically when I started doing comedy. Because it's like, I had the same kind of hangups and culturally, like it's not big in Asian culture. Yeah. Nobody and you went... Once I started doing comedy, it almost felt like, oh, everyone's going to therapy, and it's yeah, like this thing that you're untangling right. your mind. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll check it out. Yeah, but yeah, so I yeah, but I remember what before I went, I had that same feeling of like, th- it's this thing you do when things are not going well. right when things aren't going well. And now yeah. I feel like I try to when things are going well, I'm like, not at all. I can't wait to go to therapy and right. t- show off all the stuff I've learned. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's like school. Right. <laughs> do you go and brag to your therapist about things that you uh, feel like you've grown in i do sometimes when like things go well Mm -hmm. like when i've like had a like breakthrough in life like a lot of it's like communication so let's say i have a uh situation where i recognize how i'm feeling i'm like oh instead of putting on someone else i'll react because i know i'll react better and then i'll go to therapy and tell my therapist and i expect like some sort of reward but then she's like this is for you like i i don't care (laughs) because And I'm like so used. I mean, that's probably something I should work on. Right. But I'm so used to the school structure. Right. Because that's how I felt growing up. Like I could understand the world Uh if I learned something and then I show that I learned it. Yeah. I would get like a good grade. Yeah. And then I could move on. Right. And so I mean, I think it's natural to want validation (laughs) when you feel like you've accomplished something. I actually (laughs) cried at therapy last week. I'm doing EMDR, so Mm -hmm. it's like very specific trauma therapy. But we did a talking session where. At the end, she just said, just so you know, when we do this, it's a very, sp- if you don't know what it is, it's like a quick, quick summary. Like you basically close your eyes and let your brain do a lot of the work. Got it. So there's not a lot of talking, but oh, she'll okay. check in and she'll be like, what are you feeling? And Got you're supposed it. to just say like a one word, like wow. I feel my throat or whatever, but I'll start being like, I saw a spider and then it became a rose. And, th- and then she's like, oh, all right, wow. stop. So after our session, she said, just so you know, you don't have to tell me everything you see. Like just it's for you. And then she started saying, like, just keep it in your mind. When I check in with you, it's like you're looking at a train window and it stopped. And I just want you to tell me, like, what's the one thing you see now? You don't have to say everything you've seen. Right. And while she was saying this, like, I didn't like I on paper knew like this is fine. But I started like tearing up, even though I was like not actually sad. Uh-huh. Like it just triggered a thing where I felt uh, I was getting like reprimanded right by like a teacher and she was like what's happening your your eyes are watering it looks like you're about to cry and i was like well i just feel like i did it wrong and she was wow. like you can't do it wrong it's for you like right. there's no she was like i don't care i'm here for right. you but like i don't like it's you right and then that kind of stuck with me because i was like yeah i guess i've been doing therapy where i've been trying to like impress right my therapist Got that it. my life is going well right but I don't think they really care. <laughs> and do you feel like you do that across the board? Like, is it just therapy? Or do you feel like you do that in other areas of your life where you're like hmm. trying to do things right? Oh, interesting. Uh, I think in comedy a little bit. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like I, as much as I'm like trying to do jokes, I also like to look back and be like, look at my growth as a person. Right. Which isn't the point of comedy. Right. I don't think any of the audience is like, looks like she really got better at relationships since the last time I saw her on stage. Like, they don't care. <laughs> No, yeah, they probably do. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, did you guys hear how like I'm different now? Like right. last year when you saw me do a joke about breakups and now I'm like, I'm better now. <laughs> They're like, we don't care. Just oh, give us a punchline. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, I feel like you're the therapist now. But switch- <laughs> switching gears, um, John, is there anything you would like to tell me? 
Yes. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so serious. Uh, dropping in. No. Um, so, yeah, the, the thing that I wanted to say was that I never, uh, I didn't have sex until I got married. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you Were you saving yourself for marriage or just happened that way? Yes, okay. I was. Um, and I grew up very Christian. Um, okay. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in New York okay. and then New Jersey, right right outside the city. Um, I went to a church called Times Square Church in New York. And that's oh, okay. A very, I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah, it's on... I mean, it's it's like a very big church. It doesn't have... Uh, it's, it's I like... It's like a mega church. So here's the thing: like I never okay. thought like, that's one of the things. Like I never thought of it <laughs> as a, a mega word. church. Uh-huh. Um, and now I'm like, oh, I guess it was just population, like um, like uh, congregation wise, it uh-huh. had like probably like five thousand people oh, wow. or so because it had you know multiple services a day uh, for on mm, Sundays. It had okay. three services. It was in a Broadway theater, an, an old gotcha. Broadway theater, and it's like there's like performance aspect to it. No, not no. actually not not as much. I mean, they have like a choir and I mean, sometimes they would do like every every once in a while they would uh-huh. put on something, but um it was just like it's just that the the <laughs> pastor bought like was able to wow. buy this theater. Um and um so I grew up in that church, but that the reason that I'm like I don't know if it was mega church is because it doesn't have a lot. I feel like a lot of mega churches have like all these satellite like branches. branches and things like that, and it didn't really have that. Though it does have a school, so I don't know. I guess it is a mega. I church. guess yeah. The one I think of is Hillsong. That's yes, I, I and Hillsong went, is where I went after Times Square oh, gotcha. Church. Yeah. I went once uh, to the one in Irving Plaza. Yeah. Which is, or is that called? It's like a concert hall that mm-hmm. I also saw Dashboard Confessional in. Yeah. So that's the type of place it is. And then you go to the church and it's like, there's like rock star right. pastors yeah, who yeah. are like playing <laughs> yeah. guitar yeah. and they're like, I found God at the bottom of a, like a, at the toilet at the bar when I was on drugs. Right. And you're like, I think you're just on drugs. Oh, no. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I actually feel like a lot of the pastors at that church would talk about stuff and you're like, you're talking about when you were 18 years old like truly like <laughs> they're all like they're like i did this and this and that and you're like you're talking about when you were like 18 19 20 yeah. and then you went to hillsong college <laughs> yeah. like you went like you were young when before like when you quote unquote turned your life around and a lot of them grew up in the church too yeah. so it's it's not a time i truly times Square church i had i heard way more that's called a testimony when you uh-huh. talk about where you came from and then gotcha. where you are now i had way more I heard way more testimonies about people who were legitimately like, because uh, it wouldn't just be pastors; it would just be people who sure. would come up, um, like who were like drug addicts or mm. uh, sex workers or um, like drug uh, drug dealers or things like like people would like talk yeah. about stuff, and you'd be like, Whew, "Whoa!" Because it was New York, yeah. you know. So totally. you had a lot of people who, and and though and it would be powerful because, yeah, um, especially if somebody like you could tell like they were just in a really bad place and they feel like they turned their life around. Yeah. You know, no, it's with their, it definitely, with I could see the appeal. Like, yeah. When I went with my friend, uh, it was like, and it was like all hot people. Like, I don't know if they're yes. all like that, but no, like, it, Hillsong is very like, like a sorority vibe. Yeah. Like everyone's smiley and hot and like nice, but yes. also you feel like they're just nice because they want to like, convert you right so then which that is weird aspect true. Of it. it is true <laughs> i mean Hill- yeah so it was the the my journey from like times square church to hillsong was weird too because that truly was because like i was going times Square. Church, i didn't really have that many friends there there were a lot of there were yeah, yeah. was there like were there small groups of communities or was there just were like a big s- there were small thing. groups and things like that but i just like i very much like separated my like church life and my Hmm. like other life um and i like kind of like i never really like i never combined those communities Uh in any way and so i really only hung out with church people like on sundays or maybe at an event or thing like Mm -hmm. that um and you were like going to school like in the city and i was going and and then yeah i mean uh by this time i was going to nyu and i was working i think it was actually it was after i graduated nyu I was working at a restaurant and I knew about, I knew about Hillsong though, because uh-huh. Hillsong's very popular in the like, uh, I guess evangelical community. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of songs, like popular songs. So I knew about the band Hillsong uh-huh. 
and it's like the UCB of church. Yeah, <laughs> like people buy the manual for UCB. Like when I was in Taiwan, right. people were like, "Oh, like we bought the manual and we're teaching ourselves." Improv. That's wild. Are you serious? Yeah, and I was like, "That's cool." I but didn't also know weird because like I math. didn't think. Yeah, because yeah. once they publish that manual, that's the whole point, right? right? So you can teach yourself. But I was just like spoiled because I'm like, I don't. I guess I'll just go to the theater, but not everyone has yeah, access. I really to it. would. <laughs> one day just love to pour into ucb's financials like sometimes i'm like I know, right <laughs> i'm like they operate like it's like a theater that that <laughs> makes zero dollars and makes no money or whatever and then yet like they have such a like wide-reaching influence and so many people yeah. know about that and i'm like how do you yeah where is this going? what's going on like i what you're closing theaters anyway uh never mind <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Sure people are uh, <laughs> about that the ucb mafia is gonna come after <laughs> but like um the what happened was like the there was a girl at my at this restaurant that i worked at uh-huh. who is very pretty um and she's like filipino and she uh was telling like one day she was like oh and i had a huge crush on her uh-huh. and then one day she was like blah blah blah, blah hill song and i was like uh-huh. and i truly was like hill song <laughs> and she's like i was like whoa whoa what do you mean and she was like yeah like hill song like has a church in new york and, and i was like yeah i heard about that and she's like i think i'm gonna go and i was like oh man that's yeah i wanted to check that out she's like oh we should go and i was like yeah we should <laughs> totally go and then i so that's like why i first started mm. going there um and then eventually i think she stopped going there and then also actually no that's not true no she was going there for for a while eventually i asked her out and she was like oh no that's not what was happening here <laughs> at all and i was like oh okay cool 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 um but then i stuck around the hills on because there were so many young people uh-huh and a lot of attractive young people mm-hmm. um and it felt like yeah it felt like oh and there was a part of me that was like this is kind of lame because everybody's <laughs> trying to be it felt it felt like they really were trying to be cool and then there was another part of me that's mm. like oh it's cool because then i started hanging out with those people and i started having friends and like realizing oh i can invite I can invite these friends to my comedy show. <laughs> and the, and, and They're like, I need to bring people out. <laughs> but like also in the way of like, they wouldn't come. I felt like people at Times Square Church, if they came to my comedy show, at the end of the comedy show, they'd be like, you should quit so comedy. we should have a talk about what you're uh, doing here, you know? Mm-hmm. And at Hillsong, people were like, this is awesome, man. You do comedy? That's so cool, you know? Huh. So it was a completely different energy. Man, maybe I should join a church so I can sell out shows. No. <laughs> It's not a bad way to but get But you have to, to stay on the fence. Otherwise, like, it has to be right before they convert you. Because mm-hmm. then that's when they work the hardest. It's right. like the dating part where you're like, I'm thinking about like, letting Jesus into my heart. But right. I also have this show next week. So maybe you guys could come right. and show me why Jesus should be in my heart. I truly, uh, yes. <laughs> Here's the thing. I would say Hillsong, though the church at every service you're somebody's going to say who wants to accept jesus into their heart Mm -hmm. the people there are far less than than other evangelical churches that i've been to and know and the ones that i grew up in with Times square church are far less checking in on you and like saying like why have you have you or Uh or even they wouldn't even honestly they wouldn't even know if you had you know what i mean like maybe like you might get a thing here or there like a question but nobody would truly press you on it <laughs> in, unless they real unless you opened yourself up to that conversation mm-hmm. i do think that for the most part Interesting. it's a big church yeah um but it, it, there is a there is a difference i don't actually go to hillsong anymore though but well, I, okay i'm curious yeah. about the because uh, you said I know, uh, I know this is all started, very interesting yeah. and then that's why I'm going down this path. But also I want to go back to the idea of saving yourself. Yes. Was it the church's mandate or were you, was it your interpretation or was it something that they like wanted all the youth to pledge well, themselves I, to? I think like, so it's a pretty, I think like, um, there are other religions other than Christianity that have it, but like it's mm-hmm. pretty solid tenement in the mm-hmm. Christian religion to like not, you're not supposed uh-huh. to have sex before you're married. But I feel like there's so many different, I think that's true, but also I know a lot of Christian people who maybe didn't interpret it that way. Right. And in New York city, it feels like there are modern versions. There's so many interpretations. Mm-hmm. I'm curious at what, like how much was this, the church telling you this is the word of the Bible and how much was it like, you can take it or leave it. And that's the way you went or, you know, um, uh it's hard to like parse that i guess because i would say <clears throat> i would say it's hard if you are lo- if you <laughs> if you're like reading the bible it's like 
there are definitely a lot of verses that are like pretty clear throughout uh they they literally have the word uh what is it um procrastinate no not procrastinate what am i what am i what's the i forgot uh i've been out of it so the, long now uh, no. i just know there's the a note, word the note there's like a, a literal the verb for when people have fornicate oh for, okay procrastinate <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wait procrastinate <laughs> um i guess that's a form of procrastination yeah fornicating, fornicating. <laughs> i what no we're gonna get married just you know yeah, yeah um and so i like i was very much like oh like this is uh this is wrong this is a uh-huh. sin so i don't want to i don't want to do that and but it also was i definitely did the same thing that i think a lot of young christians wind up doing which is mm. like okay well i can't have sex before mm. i'm married but like you know well what what is sex sure, yeah. you know so i can do this and i can do that and and you kind of like incrementally do uh-huh. more and more like sexual things that you're like well technically it's not sex because like a penis hasn't been inserted into your <laughs> vagina so like i'm good yeah um um and then I, but I had a huge struggle with it because, um, I just, I just, it was, it was a huge part of, um, kind of my, the faith journey that I went mm-hmm. on, which started like right before I met Tessa. Mm-hmm. And then when I had met, uh, Tessa, I, we had struggled through that a bit. Um, but I was kind of, I kind of like at a certain time came to the decision like, okay, well, you know what? I've gone this long mm-hmm. and even if I don't fully, even if I'm not fully believing in this now, it just feels like I would feel, I would now feel bad, especially because I was like, I was like, I feel like you're, we're you're like at the end of the race. We're here. Okay. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. so I was like, it just, it would feel so much better to just actually mm-hmm. f- see this through. Um, than than not even if i don't if i'm not fully into okay gotcha so it wasn't that you necessarily believed it anymore but you had come so far and you're like and you did want to marry her so it's like might as well do that yeah interesting so by but then then you just like didn't really believe or yeah take i guess i don't know the details of your faith journey but were you did you leave the church or did you just kind of distance yourself or i didn't um i didn't like i didn't officially leave it wasn't really until like i moved here which is very recently um that i um start like stopped attending regularly mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> like i still i still consider myself a christian i still very much like believe in a lot of the principles of mm-hmm. christianity and like have that faith and like connection spiritual connection and things like that there's like a i what yeah i mean it's a really yeah. like dense com- no, <laughs> totally, yeah, conversation whatever. but like basically it was like I, I was able to kind of step back and think about uh, what what is it that I really like about this faith? Like, why mm-hmm. am I still here? Why do I still like talking about God or praying or mm-hmm. um, uh, reading the Bible? Or, you know, why do I have an affinity to that? And then what's the stuff that I'm only holding on to because mm. that's what I was taught when I grew up? and had like and was like kind of like drilled into like well if you don't believe this then you're gonna go to hell right like the positive because yes faith and spirituality can be so positive especially like for building community but then there's also the flip side with like shame and fear did you feel shame around sex or was it more driven by like wanting to be good or was it fear of being bad if that makes sense no it was definitely fear of being bad yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because it was, like, much, it was very, um, uh, yeah, it was very shame-driven. It was, mm-hmm. like, anytime that I, anytime that I looked at porn, anytime mm-hmm. that I, like, made out with somebody, uh, like, hooked up with somebody. So, even making out was, you felt like you were doing something wrong? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then there was, like, a time, like, but, it, it, you know, it's not like I'm, <laughs> uh, and honestly, I don't know if this is a man or, or a man uh-huh. woman thing, but like there were like when I was actually like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like uh-huh. I could just like shut that part and like disassociate and just gotcha. be like, this is great. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then it wasn't like, it wasn't until like after then I'd be uh-huh. like, then all of the guilt and the shame would like 
flow in. Mm. It wasn't like while it was happening, nobody would have known. You know what I mean? The person that I was like hooking up with wouldn't have known. Yeah. Which also created like a weird, like a very complicated, um, like relationship and scenario with like different people. Oh yeah. Cause I imagined you'd be pulling away, but then at times and then also, yeah. And I would also, I I, I wouldn't like, it was not like I was ghosting anybody. I was like, I would tell them like, Mm. Oh, I, I think what we're doing is wrong, you know? But like, which is like, but that's pretty heavy for somebody who's like, what? Yeah. Like, you know, were you dating other people in your church? No. Okay. Yeah. And that's the other thing. It was like, because I, the reason that I wasn't, cause I was like, well, I, I'm not going to corrupt anybody in the church. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting well, that you brought up gender too, because I think, yeah, I think there's, it's slight, I'm sure it's slightly different, but like, yeah, for women, I imagine there's also this idea of purity mm-hmm. i don't know if that was taught to men in church but yeah, i know definitely. that you hear that a lot with like you're losing something like don't give up your virginity whereas maybe for men it might be more like oh i need to not give in to temptation mm-hmm. as opposed to like i'm i'm like broken or whatever like did you feel like you were losing something or more like interesting I just- that's a great i i hadn't thought about that before because the purity was definitely talked about but if i'm if i was choosing between am i i'm trying to hold on to something uh-huh versus i'm giving into something giving into something resonates way more than me with me and perhaps it was like it was like uh i definitely like thought about because there's a verse in um the bible that talks about like your body is a temple and like sexual impurity is a way of defiling yourself hmm. um and now you can take that and interpret it any way you want but i was definitely interpreting it in, sure, in like yeah. just any sexual activity was i was defiling myself so there was that but then i all but the thing that i thought about way more was uh-huh. that i was like corrupting somebody else gotcha yeah so it was more this like chivalrous like i can't put my sin on you like sort of thing um or no I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying put to understand my it. Sin on or you. This, I guess it was like, more like I'm like I am. I guess, and the, here's the the reason for it. I think uh-huh. is be, is because as much as um, uh, a girl could be could have been flirting with me, mm-hmm. nothing would have ever happened unless I made a move. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Sure. So you felt more in control. Yeah. So it so wasn't it, like you were like you get away temptress. It was like like you're both doing this and you made a choice. I never, yeah, that, uh, and I do think a lot of, a lot of, I do think that's persistent in the the Christian Mm -hmm. community. The uh, idea of like a Jezebel and Mm. like this, uh, and, and, and for sure women in the church are told like, don't tempt men. Dress modestly. Dress modestly. Don't, you shouldn't be tempting men. Um, and well, that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, there was a pastor who sued um, the NFL for the Super Bowl performance because he said um, that J Lo and Shakira like made him think impure thoughts, and he was like, "And I didn't want to be tempted to go to hell." And it's like, what? <laughs> like, how is like how is that your conclusion that you're? But I can see that if you're taught like I can't think this, That's and you're like wow. living your life to try to have like control mm-hmm. your sexual desires, and then you see someone shaking their butt, and you're like, "Oh no." I, I'm thinking about sex. Like, so that's, right. but he was like blaming them for making him think right. about sex. Which, but now, even when I was the most like religious, like, like in, I was never like a full fundamentalist, like mm-hmm. literal interpretation, but, but there's, there's degrees to that, you know, and the degree I'm at now is not the degree I was at. That. Like I was uh-huh. much closer to a more literal interpretation of the Bible. Um, even when I was there, I would say that it just there's no way to be to read the Bible and go like, yeah, th- what this is saying is that women are hmm. are the the reason that you <laughs> sinned is because a woman did something. Yeah, like it's like the the onus is a hundred percent on the person who did the who whatever you did that's that's on you you know yeah that's so interesting i went to uh i didn't grow up super religious my dad's a born again and i've like you know touched christianity here and there but i went to catholic school for one year and i remember watching this you might know this story because it's in the bible but i actually just remember it vividly because it was like this um story of like a 
brother who mm-hmm. fell in love with his sister. Does, is this a story that uh-huh. I don't remember the names? Uh-huh. But we watched it, and it was supposed to be a lesson yeah. against sin. But of course, the way uh, you know a lot of these Christian movies are, they still want to you know get the ratings or sell. So it's still kind of sexy, but it's right. supposed to be bad. Right. So, but I remember there was like kind of a sexy scene where he like decides to seduce his sister. Uh-huh. And like, I was like, how is this? How are we watching this at Catholic school? Right. And like, he like coats her in honey and stuff. And you're like, what the fuck? And then right after they have sex, she, he's like really mean to her. He's like, get out of my room. He won't touch her. And she's right. like, starts crying and leaves. And the lesson's supposed to be like, A, don't give in to temptation, but also like, yeah, sex will ruin you in the eyes. And he said something like, you're now ruined because you've had sex with me. Right. But what I took from that, because I wasn't religious, I was just like, damn like these men need to get over their shit like right right how is he like i'm tempted and then he's like you're broken now (laughs) yeah yeah that's crazy but uh that's real and i think that like the you know the patriarchy has existed in so many different cultures for such a long time that uh it's way more and because so because everything was written by men it's like written in men's it's written from like men's perspective and therefore the men are like yeah, like, oh, man, I did something wrong. But, like, if if she didn't do this thing, <sighs> like, maybe I wouldn't have done that, hmm. you know? Um, uh, and it's just so... But that's a very human trait mm-hmm. uh, to put blame for your own actions. Yeah, I mean, women people. do it, too, of course. It's R- just that... I know, but... The, but we've had less freedoms to make those mistakes it, historically. I think right. now we're starting to see as we approach more equal... Uh, writes that like yeah everybody can fuck up if you have freedom 100%. you're gonna fuck up for sure yeah but yeah right right and because men were in power though it was mm-hmm. like it was it was told to women <laughs> by men yeah and other women like you're the you're the reason <laughs> that, that this guy is doing something wrong and you're like oh, oh is that like, is that oh, the okay, case or is cool. that just because he's in power and yeah. we're all thinking that i think that i did something <laughs> wrong because he did something but i can't do it say anything about it yeah yeah that's so interesting um so Okay, so how was this? I'm curious about how your college experience was at NYU, which I also went to, and I know what yes. NYU is like, and it's in New York City, and it's there's no campus. You're exposed to the bars, the clubs, parties. Did your and but you grew up there, so it's not like you're necessarily like a small town kid moving to New York. Well, so, I did. I did. Um, I was in. I like went to like middle school and high school in like a in a small town in it was a suburban oh, gotcha. town. okay so you did have did you have like an awakening when you came to new york or like how did that short sort of like fold no, into no, your okay beliefs i see and, what you're saying gotcha yeah because i mean like no yeah, the it wasn't, idea of new like, york wasn't like whoa like here are all these things uh-huh. like it wasn't that but um the nature of college was uh-huh. and i think new york uh nyu because it's in new york offers a little bit even more freedom because mm, you're not confined to just the yeah. just the people who go to your college now there's other many other colleges and then mm-hmm. also just like the people there's people <laughs> in new york you know also nyu is very liberal and uh sex positive i just feel like i was an ra there and i feel like yes. from the very beginning it's like take a condom welcome to school like it's right. so much in so your face it is so much in your face to a point to a degree that i felt like um i felt uh a immense amount of pressure and, uh-huh. and in a way that that didn't feel good at all hmm. um and uh and I think there wasn't a in in the efforts to be very sex positive. Mm-hmm. There was a complete lack of awareness that like not everybody at the school wants to have sex, and mm. and I'd think um, uh, yeah, because the and, welcome and show is all a, about yeah, uh, like there's like a person dressed as a penis and a vagina right. as part of orientation, right? <laughs> Which is like, okay, fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can accept that. It, it's a little more weird when you, like, go into your RA's room. That's a very small room. And there's, like, 12 huh. people there. And yeah. they're like, take condoms. And you're like, oh, that's okay. And they're like, you need to take a condom. Oh, my gosh. That happened to you? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Because people are so... they're they. It's truly yeah. not even in their mind that huh. there could be people of different faiths that don't want to... Right. Don't want to engage in that for whatever reason. It, it also doesn't even have to be faith related. Perhaps somebody's yeah. asexual or something and mm-hmm. they just don't want to. And like you're it's it's in the effort to normalize sex sure. positivity. <laughs> they completely like it wasn't like, hey, you know, if you're thinking about having sex, like make sure you take a condom. Yeah. We have free condoms here. It's like 
you're gonna have sex so you better take oh a condom. my god i remember once i i remember once i came out from a dorm room and they had they were doing like free like aids tests uh-huh um or like std like std tests and stuff and uh and this person was like hey have you been tested and and i was like oh no and they were like oh well there's a free test and i was like oh it's okay i'm okay and they're like well, you really should get tested. And I was like, no, I, I don't have yeah. to. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, well, I know a lot of people think that they don't have to, but you actually really should. And I was like, and you're I like, was boundaries, like, well, get away. <laughs> yeah. I don't because I've never had sex. And they were like, oh, <laughs> okay. And I was like, cool. You forced me to say something that I didn't necessarily want yeah. to say to you. Again, in your effort to try to do something good. Right. But, um, it, but it's still like again, it's just a lack of a lack of awareness. Yeah. It's it, but it, so it's very funny. I mean, uh, uh, grow, growing like having those beliefs at NYU was was weird. But it was um, uh, but it's also it's it, it's also like I don't know. I don't re- I don't regret it. You know. No, that's interesting because yeah, I think that's something uh, I think people don't think about. But it's good to hear that because I I remember like I'm. I don't want to say it's a mistake, but I had like a blind spot when I first was an RA and that I was, when I went around introducing myself, I was shaking people's hands mm-hmm. and I had, um, uh, residents who are Orthodox uh, Jews oh, and yeah. they can't touch, right. you know, a woman's hands. Right. And I didn't know. And I had like, it was a blind spot. So I stuck my hand out and then they didn't shake it. And I felt embarrassed and that's right. my own shit. Cause I felt embarrassed for being wrong. Mm-hmm. And they just explained and they were like, yeah, we can't do that. Right. And then I remember being like, Oh, I'm so embarrassed. But then later I was like, you know, I should have just been like, okay, now I know. Oh, and great. Like, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks oh, for letting know me that. know. Yeah. And it made me kind of think like, I just want to be more aware of like everybody's backgrounds is so right. different. And just the idea of inclusivity isn't to go to the extreme and like right. only accept extremes. Right. It's the idea of including all. Right. So including like conservative yeah. views. Right. That's part of being inclusive. Yeah. So yeah, I think people are, that wasn't especially when that the was especially when somebody's views aren't actually affecting yours, you know? yeah, because it's not. It, We're not someone, talking about politic something political. Yeah, and We're you weren't about, like telling you weren't right. going around being like you're a slut for right. having sex. Yeah, like yeah. you just that's how you wanted to live your life. Right. And yes, yeah, so I think that's a really good thing to think about. It's like people assume. A lot of times, people assume like liberals will assume if you don't agree with them that you're judging them. But that's not always true. Right. Sometimes they just have a different Here's viewpoint. A, what's so funny about that, That's a, you're absolutely right. And of course, the same applies to Christians and I'm sure yeah, many other true. religious groups. Uh, and and the so the thing that happens is like we think about the power struggle that happens in gover- government, which is yeah. real and a, a, a power struggle that actually does need to happen because it controls how, every, how you're allowed to live, like uh-huh. how society is allowed to function. But in terms of like actual individual beliefs, it like trickles down into that into ways that actually don't matter. Uh-huh. Um, but people have all these different fights with each other because they're like, oh, well, you're doing. You, I mean, I don't drink either. I still mm-hmm. don't drink. And that was a thing that would like truly bother some. Some people it wouldn't bother mm-hmm. at all. Like a lot. Most people, I would say, it wouldn't bother at all. But some people would feel really weird. And then yeah. they would start being like, yeah, like then people would confess. Like they'd be like, I shouldn't drink either. Oh God, <laughs> and this and that. Oh my, oh, you're so, oh, it's so, and you're and like, and you're like, I don't care what you do. This is all of you. Like this is not, me. and then like mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like, yeah. Um, which is interesting though. It's, it's, it's a very, when you are, uh, uh, when you're like uh, have principles that mm-hmm. you aren't pushing on somebody else, but you are living fully while there's pressure around you to not do those yeah. things, it makes people it freaks people out. Yeah, it makes them uncomfortable <laughs> when you know who you are. Right, because it's like you're I just, guess that is yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. Because I think if they knew, because I I've gone through phases like I drank a lot in college and then I was sober for 15 months and then I go back and forth. I'm not drinking now, but I don't really say I'm sober because. I'm not really like living the yeah, yeah. whatever sober lifestyle. Um, but I like, I don't go to meetings anymore, right. but I, I do find that like, if you know who you are and you're sure of it, then you're not bothered by other people. Like I don't, when I first quit drinking, it was really hard because I felt like I was giving up something. Like right. I wanted to be a part of this like party lifestyle. And then now I'm like, Oh, I love 
to dance. I love to party and I don't drink and that's fine. And right. nobody puts that on me. It was right. myself putting it on myself. Like right. I thought it wasn't fun. Right. And then I realized like, oh, this is all just in my head. Like, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. Like nobody has ever pressured me to do anything. Yeah. It's just, and if they do, it's so easy to be like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I know. And, it, and it's, it's truly, it's so, uh, when there are the few people who are like, like, come on, just freaking drink, man. Like, oh, I'm going to get, like, I've... And I've You're like, yeah, I've been sober my I've whole life, but I'm yeah. going to be the yeah. person I started, tonight. I started like- to say that, exactly right. I started, especially after college, when, uh-huh. when there were people who were still doing that, I was like, you think I... Do you... <laughs> hold on. This is where your ego is at. You think I went through the social peer pressure of <laughs> high school and college and didn't drink, but you're the person who's going to be able to get me to do this? Like, so really? I, that pressure is completely gone now like it's not Uh even a thing if anything it would be a thing that i would want to do you know what i mean it wouldn't be because you're going "Uh, uh, uh." it's like no i mean (laughs) that had that that i had that pressure way more when i felt like uh when when i was a young person as a person you didn't know who you were yeah (laughs) and people are like that dude's not cool because he doesn't drink you know (laughs) Um, did you feel like that it wasn't cool to not have sex or drink in college like did you ever feel like the pressure that way or is it more just like oh everyone's doing it I'm different like was there like a sense of like fitting in um yeah I think for sure like there I I didn't uh like guys pressure each other about sex stuff more right I feel like I I was a virgin until senior year of college Mm -hmm. and I felt weird because I was in a sorority but I didn't get pressure from women. It was like more like I was like, oh, I should have fallen in love and had sex right, by now. Right. But I feel I can imagine with men, there's more like, well, what, why aren't you having sex? Like, right. I don't know if you had yeah. friends like that. It's but. like I did, but uh, I think because I was so, um, I truly was so solid in my beliefs, like way more than the average mm. person that it it didn't, it was more just kind of annoying or awkward <laughs> gotcha, and less like causing me to like, what am I going to do? You know? And yeah. the, and the only times that I was like, what am I going to do is when it was my own urges that I was like mm. trying to repress and my body was like, no, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I think like people weren't, and also a, a lot of people just, probably never even knew and they just assumed mm. like uh, and that's what will generally happen was just mm. people just would just assume that i had and would joke about it or joke about whatever you know and i'd be like would you correct them or you're just like no nah, it's fine no nah, yeah I, it, de- it depends like if it was it, most of the times no unless it was like you know i mean like my people who are like my good friends knew sure but you know what i mean like a uh some person that i was meeting at a party who like mm-hmm. talked about eh, like when you know when you're like doing this to a girl and i'd be like mm-hmm, <laughs> sure yeah you know um yeah yeah i'm trying to remember. i feel like i used to be more like a thing where i was nervous to tell someone because if i met mm-hmm. a guy like i would still because i wasn't religious so i mm-hmm. wasn't saving myself i was just lazy i guess i don't know like <laughs> This was in college. Yeah, I didn't have sex. Well, I think the reality is that I, like, I was also still closeted. Like, I'm bi, but I, like, didn't know. So there's a lot of, like, I just didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a part of it. But another part was I really thought I was going to fall in love. And so I think because I didn't fall in love in high school and everyone was who had sex in high school already had sex, I felt like I missed that boat. And I didn't want to lose it to a random frat boy or something. Got it. So you, but so here's the thing, which is crazy. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know if you talked about this before, but a lot of like the, even the concept of virginity is an interesting yeah. thing. That's like, that's yeah. like, I guess not like. I fell for r- it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you did, right? In a way yeah. you were like, oh, this is something to be, you know, this isn't something i want to do yeah. lightly you know well it's weird because i don't i don't think i had that in the sense that like i didn't mourn for my virgin i didn't feel like i lost something right i no. felt like the part that made me sad that i the experience i didn't have was i think it was i felt sad for not having the experience people had where they're like my first boyfriend and i lost our virginities to mm-hmm. each other and you know we looked into right each like people eyes. had yes exactly i was like so obsessed with being in love that right. like which isn't that like love is you build it it's not right. like this fairy tale thing but i was so obsessed with like finding that perfect thing right that the fact that i hadn't felt it that's more what i was sad about it's kind of like isn't it, it is, is it similar to for instance 
you know, when you grow, you grow up and you have all of these images of what like prom is supposed to be like, mm. and like, oh, like, oh, I did this and that or whatever. And like, so you want that to feel like a special thing. Yeah. And so if it's not, it feels disappointing. Yeah, a little bit. It's weird because because I wasn't religious, I think I had elements of maybe different mm-hmm. religions. But ultimately, when I did lose my virginity, I waited so long that I was just kind of like, like how your your friend is like, do you drink tonight? I mm-hmm. literally was like, I guess, yeah, why not? Like that was how I, f- and I didn't tell the person right. that I was a virgin. And yeah. he knew because he was like, are you a virgin? And I was like, how did you know? Like I, ha- I didn't know how bodies work that he would know. <laughs> and he was like he was like it's extremely obvious i was just like yeah because i think he we ended up dating but i was like no i i don't know i'm not and he was like okay sure sure. whatever (laughs) had you had sexual experiences that weren't sex yes a lot like i gave a lot of blowjobs because i thought like this is fine and i usually did it as a way to appease the man right because at the time i remember thinking like oh they're gonna hate that i'm not gonna have sex with them right so let me just get them to come and they'll fall asleep like the, like i would that wasn't the right way to do it yeah. but in my mind i was like i thought of it <laughs> like as a video game true. i was like i want attention and they're giving me attention oh no i've given them too much attention now how do i get them right. out oh i know yeah the thing that they want which is to right. come and then they'll leave me alone right which is not a healthy relationship right. but that's kind of what i thought because i always thought like oh this person wants something from you and what you want is attention. So to keep there, mm-hmm. to keep that, you have to like give them a little bit of something. Right. And then eventually now Did I'm you like, only want attention though, but you didn't want any, you didn't, uh, I don't know. Don't I think know. I was you like know. very, clo- like I, I don't think I, I had like blocked out yeah. a lot of like uh, crushes on women. Right. So I do think I just had a whole different side of my life. And I was like, I think I like, this but i think right. i just like the attention for a lot of these people these are like random right, right college hookups not like relationships right right yeah well that was my whole my whole life was just random was well not actually it wasn't random but it was uh-huh. it was just hookup it was never relationships was it were you afraid for someone to get too close it wasn't that i was afraid for someone to get too close it was i uh uh in my mind was like, well, I can't marry this. I can never mm. marry this person because they're not Christian. Gotcha. Yeah. Is Tessa a Christian? No. <laughs> <laughs> she changed a lot of things. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's, it's, I mean, it seems like it's still fairly, like you, you said you just recently moved out here and left your church. So it seems like this is a journey you're still on. So it's really cool. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like a journey that will never truly end, but I, mm-hmm. but um, I, I have more, I started, I've started reconstructing more than, uh-huh. I'm not in the deconstructing phase anymore. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about um, any faith is like, it's not, it's not black and white, like good or bad ever. And there's obviously a lot of uh, values and stuff that you get from it. I think with anything that's extreme, it can be, um, it can be detrimental if you're not critical of it but i think in general like yeah i think we just need to be like what what am i getting out of this what do i like and then like think as an individual and then yeah, yeah. i don't know it's tough but yeah i don't know i religion is so interesting to me because i didn't grow up religious but because my dad was born again mm-hmm. i kind of saw him get sucked into the church and that's he, a whole did different he, beca- thing. he became a born again christian what when yeah he still is i mean he's now less doing the testimonies because he's been in it for mm-hmm. a while but yeah it was right when i was in high school so there's a oh, lot of wow. that. Yeah, I'd go with him. He, and he was a very great speaker. He's very charismatic. So he, I mean, it's like kind of like. He's a preacher? No, uh, he did end up going oh. to school. But he, um, no, he would do the testimonies of how he found God. And mm-hmm. he was such a, and people love to hear these inspiring stories. Yeah. He has this whole story where he's swimming in a pool. And then he like heard God's voice and he would tell this story. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, I feel it. Yeah. And to me, I'm just like, like, yeah, I, like whatever you feel is what you feel. But also like. I hear that you went through, like, even if you take a religion away, you're, you're looking to connect to people, right? Like mm-hmm. outside of that, like, I think it's like the idea of being inclusive. I think a lot of times religions exclude certain types mm-hmm. of people, um, but everyone just wants to connect. So that's where I come from. I'm like, I think it's good for you if you can find connection, but I just try to be like, how inclusive is this community? Yeah, Interesting. But obviously, I I have my background, and I'm obviously more... I feel like I check off more boxes that get excluded, so that's why I come from that critical thinking. I don't think I would necessarily think that way if I was, like, 
like uh, if I was with my dad, you know, I, uh-huh. I wouldn't have come at it from that point of view, I don't think. Like if I was like a straight guy, I'd be like, cool, this is working for me. Totally, yeah. I think like, um, well, maybe. I, I mean, there's plenty of straight guys sure, who sure, are like, sure. who are in there. Like, this is definitely not working for me. But it, but it's a di- a little different when you when it's so open. When people are very openly like, oh, if you call yourself this mm-hmm. identity, then actually you can't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's it it, 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 it isn't. I I won. I, I was. You're talking about connectivity, and I was like, I've never thought about. I mean, yes, in a certain way, I guess I've thought about people coming to a certain religion because they're just looking for like a community, like a. Um, but I've always thought about it, and maybe it's because I already had the community. I was mm-hmm. born into the community. I've always thought about it more about um, like purpose and mm-hmm. like feeling like uh, like your life means something, like is meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to just being like, I'm not all this is random <laughs> and this is whatever, you know, and like feeling like you're just drifting and yeah, you know, a nothingness. Wow, <laughs> I, I like a nothingness. No, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. Yes. I feel like we covered a lot. Uh, I have a quick game. Great, if you want to play it, okay, it's not really, it's a game, it's a guessing game. Um, so you have a movie podcast, it's called. Uh, black man can't jump in hollywood um so this is based on movies it's called characters and movies confessing secrets so it's very simple i'm going to read you a secret um through the perspective of a character from a movie like a well-known movie and then just have to guess the movie for example here's the example it's like i am your father would be in star wars so that's pretty much it Um, do you want me to say the character and the movie you can if you want you don't have to yeah i think i you're it's not gonna. Be, are you gonna do a? Are you not gonna do? I'm not gonna an do a voice. Should voice? I do an impression? I don't know. I, feel like I don't it would think be more I could fun, do an impression no, of okay, all of these. Then don't. Then you don't have to. Um, but also, uh, these aren't quotes. That so this is like written in the perspective of that character. If that makes sense, <laughs> I know because I am your father is actually a quote, but it wouldn't. That wouldn't. In the perspective of this. I mean, character? like it's the secret. This is what their internal monologue. This is, is? the secret. <laughs> they didn't actually necessarily say that. I think that would have been too easy. This is what they're trying to manifest. Right, this is maybe we'll see if this game works and it might be too easy it might this be too the hard first time you're playing. yeah yeah it is okay. i wanted to do a movie one because of your podcast yes I'm, and i, I wanted to have it. something to do with secrets that okay. sounds fun okay, <laughs> here's great. the first one this is the secret i'm still going to the college we wanted to go together even though you didn't get in <laughs> oh my god i'm still going to the college that we wanted to go to together even though you didn't get in these are all major and, characters and of movies. Major plot points, yeah. Uh, super bad. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. I'm only dating you because I made a bet with my best friend that I could make any girl in the school the homecoming queen. Oh, she's all that. Yes. Okay. That <laughs> one's really easy. Okay. I'm just pretending to be a prostitute to look for my husband who is kidnapped by an evil scientist. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if I've seen this movie. Okay, wait. You've seen uh, this movie. Um, I'm looking for my. I'm pretending to be a prostitute because I'm looking for my husband who's been kidnapped by an evil scientist. Um, flip. Pretending to be a. Prostitute. It's from like our childhood. Oh okay. Or maybe yeah maybe I don't know if we're the same age but from we're younger not, no, not from now <laughs> not from now. Um. Man, why am I blanking on this? I I because I immediately thought about. Okay, what was your first thought? Um, um, this is not right. First, mm-hmm. I thought about uh, pretty women, and then I thought mm-hmm. about um, uh, uh, what's her name, um, Jennifer Lawrence in like Red Sparrow. <laughs> um, no, and, I'll give and, you a hint. Then, okay, it's a Will Smith movie. <laughs> oh my god, it's a Will Smith <laughs> yeah. movie. It's also in the name of the theme song from the movie. <laughs> Wild Wild yes. West? Yeah, Salma Hayek's character. I guess she was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Was she a yeah, prostitute? She was, well, that's when they, and then, but she was looking for her husband, who she pretended yes, was I, her father. I guess that's the real secret. I thought that would be too obvious, but you're still doing great. You got two out of three. Okay. Okay. I feel like these 
do get easier. Was she a prostitute? She was like a or an entertainer, dancer type. Yeah, she found her in a brothel. In a brothel. Mm-hmm. That's right. I guess I could say entertainer, mm, which right, is what brothel. IMDb said, but she was, I think, a prostitute. I invited you to my family reunion. To <laughs> You can stop me if you know this. <laughs> to sacrifice you as part of a ritual we do every year. Uh, that's the, uh, that just came out. Uh, <laughs> uh, ready or not? Or no? Oh, that's a good answer. No, Midsummer. But that probably oh, would be good. That, uh, this is the same thing. Okay. It's uh, truly the same plot. It is, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The game should re- maybe be like secrets that Midsummer. many movies follow. That's and right. you Midsummer, try to name yeah. as many. Okay, next time I do part two, I'll make a secret that's across all. Right. And you have to name as many movies. I realize what threw me off with Wild Wild West was that you'd... I was trying to think about the main plot of the thing. Oh, and yeah, you, true. You talk about, but, the, but you know. It was a plot twist at the end, but that you're wasn't, right. No, it was. She's just not the main character. Correct. Well, <laughs> she was in my heart. No. Um, okay. She should have been. I wrote you a letter pretending to be your ex-wife because I wanted you to compete in a dance competition with me. I wrote you a letter pretending to be your ex-wife because I wanted you to compete in a dance mm-hmm. competition with me. not um you did say this actress's name oh is it okay i just i for a second <laughs> i was like it's I, I at first i was like no it's not that movie but no it, wait so um hold on i'm just blanking on the name like with bradley cooper uh-huh and, yeah um, you got it uh uh freaking Chris, I'll, I'll give you Chris the point Tucker i'll was give you the it, point robert uh, De Niro. silver linings play silver linings play i would have gotten it, it yeah to it. you got it Okay, th- that is the movie that I thought about. First. Yeah. Okay. okay, this is the final one. I think you'll get this one. For the win. I'm actually 25 years old, and I'm just at this high school looking for a story. <laughs> N- never been kissed. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Okay. You help me solve this game for next time, how I'm going to do it, is I will say one secret, like a secret that's every movie, ha- or like many movies have. Right. I'll make it more broad. But you did great. Right. So you know your movies. Um, so I already said your podcast, but if you want to plug anything else, now is the time to do it. Where can people find you, Jonathan? Yeah, you, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at John Braylock and Black Man Podcast. Uh, Black Man Can't Jump, sorry, in Hollywood is uh, our podcast. Black Man Podcast is our Twitter handle. <laughs> I totally was about to just go into my own thing. Um, and yeah, if you haven't seen Astronomy Club on Netflix, please check check it out. That would be that would be dope. Yeah, and you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.